0: Yeah 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 but you know about benchmark? Uh-huh. they're speaking the facts that you wanna hear That rapper Jersey, the vision is clear, diamonds glisten like a chandelier You know what I'm here for,
1: like my Lynch at Clutch Time, we do not flinch Real brothers, we do not switch, hit home runs with the right pitch Who run the city? <laughs> what to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010, taking an L.O., I need us a win This is business, you know how they go ain't ain't glad playing the seats, now it's time to grow Got to Tune in now, gotta be in the Showtime, bitch, know. Showtime, my my to blow, let's transition into the music where where did that start i know i've been to a couple you know workouts with y'all i was telling greg this when y'all had the you know the music bump and i'll always leave like yo who was that let me add this (laughs) go to my go to my crew of people they're like yo where where you hear that at nah you feel me like you know i just know music so where? Where did it start for you where you actually got into the business aspect of it? Um for you. Like did you go to the school for music management? Like no, so tell us so about I, that.
0: I um I was always interested in, in business, um, but I was always interested in getting like doing what bringing my passion and business to collide. Um I was I was big on that. Um and the one thing I learned, um, so so Greg and I started progress first training, and that was when I I really learned that like my passion in basketball and honestly in life is just like helping people get to where they want to be. Um, I get no greater joy than like seeing a kid hit a three when he's never hit a three in his life. Like I, I, I get no greater joy and, stuff like that. Um, it feels great. It makes me feel great. And it makes the, I, more importantly, it makes the person feel great. Um, and I realized that's honestly when I realized kind of like my, I, I feel like I call it my purpose. Like my purpose is to serve, honestly. Um, I, I, I just, I really feel that way. Um, I feel like, you know, God put me here to do that, um, to to help people get, like, I may not, you know, I may not go to the NBA or whatever, but I can help someone go to the NBA, you know what I'm saying? I always want to be in that position, and that's where Progress First Training was where I really dove into that and learned that, Um, and that was combining, like, another passion of mine, which was business, Um, with that was, it was kind of a dream come true, Um, and Greg and I just, we just, Greg, me and Kenny just took a risk, we were just like, you know, we ain't doing nothing, let's just do this, like, let's just really See what we can do because you know, we we felt like we were the overlooked kids and we wanted to help the overlooked kids, and that's just it was that simple. Um, and that's how, and then so I went to high, but on the music front, I went to high school with Chris. Um, and honestly, he's my cousin, and we didn't know until we went to high school together, which is crazy. Um, but we were so he ran track at high school and I seen all prep, but he also tried it for the basketball team, he never made it because he just like. Chris he has mad bounce. He's the highest jumper I ever met in my life. Like he went division 1 for high jump. Um said it has a couple seen Hall Prep school records. Like the dude's a crazy athlete. Um but he couldn't hoop. Still can't. Hoop. Um <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, I mean I met him in the tryouts, man. It was just like I saw this long gangly kid um and he could dunk and everything, but like he wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't like he didn't have the technical skill of basketball. He was just one of the, you know, we know, we all know the dudes that are just extremely athletic, but they just don't play basketball and not made for it. Um, And that was, that was him. And I, I, he was always the kid in high school that like, we bang on the tables, make the beats. He was getting up freestyling every time he was, free, he would freestyle for like 30 minutes, like weird stuff, man. Like we would, I would say like a word, like uh, X ex, ex, whatever it is, like expeditiously. And he would just rhyme it like randomly like and and he does this now to this day man he goes on twitter live and will say drop words and people will drop words like anti-disestablishmentarianism i saw that last night he included that in a bar like it's it's ridiculous um the way he the way his mind works with that stuff um but yeah i saw him just you know doing music then but he wasn't really taking it too seriously um and once i got to college me and him kind of got more close just like just talking um i would start hanging out with him more and everything like that um and he texted me one day and was like yo i see i see you do business stuff like would you want to manage me and i had i had no idea about the music industry or anything like that but i was like i just i honestly felt like it was my calling i was like yo something's telling me to do this like i I don't obviously i didn't know anything about the music industry before then i had never shown interest in it i didn't i went to school for economics so i was like definitely in the business realm um but all I knew was I. The only thing I really knew how to do was like design a business and make it profitable, um, and that was really the only thing that I could, you know, um, spoke to. And honestly, I didn't really even really care about that as much as I cared about just making sure that I helped these people, um, and that was like how I combined, you know, business and the passion thing like that. But me and and uh, Chris, I'd say my sophomore year. So the first time he hit me was my freshman year, his sophomore year. He's one one year older than me. Um, one grade o- above me, but um, he texted me my so- my freshman year of college and was like, and asked like, yo, you want to manage me, whatever. And um, I was like, yo, I know nothing. Like I'll do it, but like, I don't, I don't really know nothing, but like, and, and we'll, you know, we'll learn together. So it was, it was cool. Um And like, I'll say for that, that year, it wasn't really like he was working on his own more. So I wasn't really, I was just trying to kind of get my head around, like, what's this going to be like what am I going to do with this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to schedule this? I had practice three times a day. You know, I was trying to figure that, figure my life out more than that. Um, but once I figured out freshman year and then um, my sophomore year, he he called me. This was after we hadn't spoken in a while. He called me and was like, and just asked me again, like, yo, I'm going to start taking this seriously, like real seriously. And I need a manager. I need, and I need somebody I trust. Um, he was like, I know nobody better than like my literal family. Like you want to do this? And I was like, Let's go. Let's let's do this. Like, I, and now by this time he had two mixtapes out on SoundCloud. One called Home and one called Twenty Two. Um, and that Home uh, mixtape, honestly, both of them they were crazy. I was like, I was bumping them. Not even on some like, this is my boy type. I was bumping them every day, like telling my friends about them. Like this kid is crazy. Y'all have to peep this kid's SoundCloud. Like he's going nuts. Um, and then. Yeah, I mean we both just started to take it really seriously. And then I uh, I hit up another dude that we work with, my boy Christian, another childhood friend, Greg knows him. Um, and I hit him up and I was and he's the he's the music mind, I'll say. Like he definitely knows a ton about just music, how to create a song, how to create a sound, a melody, all these things. Um, he's our AR. Um he I, I hit him up immediately. I was like, yo, I'm I'm gonna be managing this kid. I can't do this without you. because um, I, I don't know nothing about this you know, the ins and outs of real music. And he was like, I got you. Let's get it. And he was, he told me, he was like, I'm already like, I'm already a fan of Chris. I was literally just listening to his music. Like, let's do it. Um And that's how it started, man. And we just, we just decided from that point on to every free moment we had. And it wasn't a lot because he was doing D one track. Um Christian was handling his own business at Hampton. I was doing my own thing at Oberlin playing basketball. So we didn't have a ton of time, but every second we were free, we were on the phone with each other, just brainstorming, scheming, learning together. Like we would, we would literally sit down and just like listen to podcasts, like or like they would. We would send each other something in the morning, like yo, peep this today, and like let's talk about it later, um, and just little things like that, man. And we just learned a lot. It was, it was just a whole. It was three people just dedicated to learning, and and if you, I mean, one person dedicated to that is gonna go far. So if you put that, you know, if you have a little group and you put that, that work ethic together, it can really, you can really do something. Um, and that's, we, we learned that early. We started to see that he was getting um, some press on Twitter. Um, people were writing articles on him. People were asking him to come for interviews, all this other stuff. And that was like, when we weren't, we were all in college, in different places. We were never together. Um, and we were just kind of setting up the foundation because we knew like, we're not going to while we were in college, we were like, yeah, we all got to get these degrees. Like, we just, we're not really focused on blowing up. Like, let's just get this degree. Let's work as hard as we can. Um, and if we blow up, we blow up. But like, let's get this degree first. Like, let's let's do that. Um, and we made sure of that. So we all got our degrees. And then once we got that, it was like, I kind of started to, to view my degree as like, all right, I got this economics degree from Oakland, it's a good school. I'll fall back on that if, if need be. Um, but I was like, for now though, I'm gonna I'm put everything I got into this. You know, like, I'm young, I'm 23 years old. I'm just like, I can get it, you know, I can go get the the standard. Like I said, there's nothing against nine to five, but I can go get that if I need to. Um, but I just, I, I focused my whole college career on putting the found laying the foundation so that when I came out, I didn't have to. Um, and it worked out. It just, it really worked out well for us because we all just put a ton of hours into it, man. It was just, it's, it's literally just like basketball, man. It's hours. It's hours and hours and hours. It's long nights, early mornings. And if you're not willing to put it in, you're not going to get to where Drake is or J. Cole is. Um, and that's, you know, like same way in basketball. Like we were all chasing like the, the greats, the Bron, the D-Wade, the Kobe's. We're all chasing that. Like now I've kind of switched that to like I'm chasing Scooter Braun, Justin Bieber's manager. I like I want to be better than him. And like, he came from basketball too. And he compares, like, I got the point guard thing from him. He was like, I was a point guard my whole life. It just made sense that I was a manager. Um, and I, ever since I heard that, I just, that's just how I view it. Like, I really view this as a huge basketball game. Um, and it just helps me keep my competitive drive and, and um, helps me, you know, take this thing to the next level. And, and honestly, there's sometimes like where I don't really know exactly what is going to happen next but I know something is. So I just keep working. Cause I know something's going to happen next or something, something big is going to go down or, and, and it's really been, just been working out, man. A lot of the stuff that we worked for, um, is just not stuff that we directly worked for. You know, it's, we worked for a bigger goal, but something even bigger than the big goal we thought happened. And we'd be like, yeah, that's crazy. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's been a ride. Like we, he sent me that uh he got a song in 2k which is crazy it's nuts to this day um and he sent me that track and like like I said I I wasn't the the biggest um music ear person or whatever like that but I I knew one thing I do know about music is I, I I see commercials all the time with music I know what is commercial what can what can do numbers in this you know, in this economy or what can do numbers in America, what can, where we can get certain songs. I know what type of songs they play behind basketball mixtapes. And he sent me that song swish. And I was like, yo, we're going to get this in 2k. I didn't know how at the time, um, but I did a ton of research. Like I just sat down and I was like, "Yo, how do these people get these songs into these video games? And, um, I watched podcasts on it. Um, I listened to radio shows. I did. what I read articles. I have a whole book on the music industry. I did whatever I could to learn how to get that song in 2K. Um, and just so happened, you know, we like we worked our butt off and and got there. Like I I just spent countless hours hitting a bunch of people up. Like yo, let's like you like this song, whatever. You, you mess with it, blah blah. Um, and they liked it, and it and it ends up like this year I'm seeing AD making videos to it. Like I'm seeing Quavo make videos to it. I'm seeing I'm, and like Ben Simmons make videos to it. I'm like, yo, what is, you know, but it was, it was a goal that we had set out. And I was just like, yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get this song here. And it, and it ended up just working, man. It just like, it, it's all, it's all in the work, man. I I'll always say that if you put the work in, it's going to work out. Um, and if it doesn't, something else will. And that's just how I view this and always will, man. It's just how it goes
1: real quick uh for our listeners is there just so they know is there an instagram where they could follow your management like do you have your own management company are you managing more than one artist like how yes, can they well, follow your progress
0: yeah so um you know, you can follow me on instagram at godfrey g-a-w-d-f-r-3-y's um fre 3 wise. um you can so you can follow me there but our the management group is crossroads uh music you can just follow that it's crossroads with the x is the first O, so crx ss roads music on instagram um you catch up with us anytime man we're we're doing a lot there's a there's uh more than chris on it it's a management company it's chris another artist we have named noah um then another artist we have named um Ant, and another artist we have named Nas. so um we got a we got a roster man i mean and i just i manage them and um well, yeah, right. Right now, we just, you know, Chris is, is leading the charge, man. He's he's getting us, honestly, he's getting us out of here. Like that's what we we say every day. He's leading the charge, and we got um, everybody else is about to drop real soon. 20, we couldn't do it in 2020 because of COVID and everything we had, but we, we we locked in, man. We we locked in and got Chris's stuff done. Um, and 2021, man, we're same way I, I viewed it in hoops, man. It's just we coming for next, man. I, I want I want it all. Like I'm not gonna stop. So. Um, as, that's really how it is. I want, like, I, Drake said a line. He said, I really wish we were playing in a sport where we were getting rings. And I resonate with that. I want rings. Like, I, I want as many rings as whatever metaphor, metaphorical thing, whatever music rings are, I want them all. I want every single one. Um, and that's just, that's just what drives me, man. It's just, and and more more importantly, man, what drives me is just helping Chris, man. I, helping Noah, helping the artists that I manage. Like, I, I really want to see them win. Like, I want them to be in a position to whatever happens down the line, man, if I'm here, if I'm not, they can win. Like, I really, I really do want that because I, I think that a lot of kids, a lot of people in general, if they had a support system, if they had somebody, you know, watching their back, like the way I'm watching the people that I manage backs, backs, um, their lives would be totally different. And like even artists that we see, like their careers would be way different. Um, if they had somebody that had their back from the jump, And I just want to be that person that has people's backs because people had mine. Like, and the reason I am, I'm where I I am, where I'm at is because people had my back. I had the greatest support system of all time. Like I had the greatest friends of all time that made sure, even if I was feeling like crap or if I didn't think that I was even great at basketball, people made sure that I, that they told me, yo, you got it. Like, and that's what kept me going on a day-to-day basis. And I feel like if I can do that to just one other person, then I did my job.
1: Question, right? So, as a manager, how do you view? Let's say your artist has an opportunity signs with a, a big label. What is your thoughts on being independent, signing to a label, maybe you do a partnership? What is your viewpoint on that as a manager? Like, do you try, Do you push independence? Do you push trying to get the big label because you got the financial backing? What's your thoughts on that as a manager?
0: Yeah. Um... I think that in this age of the internet, labels are becoming less important, but I do still think they serve their purpose. A lot of artists, a lot of people just don't, labels, what they really are at at the end of the day is they're a bank. They give an artist a crap ton of money, they fund their marketing, they fund their life, they literally pay people's rent. Like they do all these things, they pay for the studio time, everything that that makes sure this artist can do what they need to do um but i honestly i take the opinion of always doing what's best for you in this situation um some people like for chance man the independent route ended up working but it didn't work without the help of Mm -hmm. apple music giving him five hundred thousand dollars like there's there's things that you can't do independently like there's a reason that Um, rest in peace to nip but there's a reason that nipsey was independent for a long career and then when he once he decided to go mainstream with and sign with he signed with a label like once he realized i you know i did what i could do independently i reached the ceiling because unfortunately there's a ceiling and these labels are business they will blackball you if as an independent artist like they will really sit because they own the radio stations like they own the 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 streaming services that are going to give you these, put you on these playlists and get you in front of all these eyes and all that stuff. They own all that, man. It's, and once you peep that, you kind of realize that you don't necessarily, you know, need the label, but they help a ton. Um, And, you know, if you got the right situation, if you got the leverage, I'm all, I'm totally with signing with a, um, signing a big deal, man. Like a big deal is a big deal, man. Like it's, it's something great. Like you, you got, you got that, you worked real hard for that. That's something that you know. I think people, if the opportunity is right and if they're in the right situation, that they should take that 100%. Um, but if independent route's working, man, like, do it. Like I, the reason that, like, there's there's times that we could definitely go sign a crap deal with a label right now easily. I'd call somebody right now and sign. But us being independent is what works for us right now. It's it's what gives us the most freedom. So it gives us the, the you know, freedom with the creative vision, freedom with the just time it and it honestly is more lucrative for us monetarily right now to be independent so um i mean it's it's always whatever is best for you as a as an artist and whatever is best for the artist is what they should do like if this person if you want to be the next drake you can't be independent like drake ain't drake without republic records sitting there and giving him 10 million dollars and saying yo here and paying for his whole lifestyle like and and if you you can't do that independently it's just regardless of how the internet is great and everything like Lil Nas X came up on the internet as soon as he came up with the internet he signed a deal like it's it's what you're if you want to take it to the next level there's just you got to do that in all honesty um but I think the independent route man I think it's I think it's a great route to go it's a lot of work if you're willing to put in the work you know it's it's great It's, it's a lot of work either way but it's it's definitely something that I admire. Um, something that if the if it present if it's the right situation for us, then we will remain independent. Um, but if not, then we'll go sign a deal. Uh, that's that's just how I view it. It's, I feel like a lot of these uh, managers they really like to side one way or another. I don't just because um, what works for me won't work for you know, what works for Chris ain't going to work for the next artist. It works for, you know, and, and I manage more than one artist. So what works for Chris ain't going to work for Noah. It works for Noah ain't going to work for Chris. So it's just like, if Noah may want to stay independent his whole career, Chris may want to go sign the biggest deal in music history. And either one, it, you know, it it works for both of them because that's what they want. And if that, if that's what they want, man, it's, that's, that's all I, I do. As long as their you know, their artistic integrity isn't infringed upon as long as their passion doesn't get taken because this person ends up owning them, um, then man, do whatever is good best for you. That's that's all. That's what I. That's what I always say. Nah, man, that's
2: that's that's dope. I, I mean, hearing it all come full circle. I saw I saw it from the beginning. Um, you, you really answered a million questions with every answer you gave us. So you know, I, I think it's time for the with the quickness segment, bro. I don't know about you, Tone. What do you think, man?
1: I just want to ask one one more thing concerning hey, the
2: you mentioned,
1: you mentioned the artistic integrity and you mentioned long as they don't end up being owned by somebody else. How big do you push for your artists or anybody that you want to sign? The importance of owning your masters and what does that actually mean for an artist? Because we hear it all the time. Own your masters, we hear the own your content, we hear the, the conversation of ownership. For any musical artist listening to this podcast, um, and what you talk to your artists about, what does it actually mean to have your masters? Mm, yeah. And is that something that you push to, you know, keep them from being owned by a label? Yeah,
0: um, Owning your masters at the, at the essence of owning your masters is really owning the every piece of the creative process and the content that you work that you're working on um so every single song that comes has come out ever has a master attached to it and there's a couple sides to all music there's the master side there's the publishing side but i'll just talk about the master um your masters are basically your control over your music if somebody owns even one percent of your masters they can go say you're totally against trump they can put your music on a trump ad because they own one that 1% that one point even if you own 99% there's nothing you can do about somebody that owns 1% putting your music wherever they please so it's 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 your brand your masters are who you are like that's I stress it to to um to Chris and and Chris stresses it to me all the time we talk about it together it's just owning and o- ownership your owning your masters is really important like we we distribute our music to United Masters they're known for you know they allow you to keep of your masters and they just take a little fee that's like not much at all. Um, It's like 50 bucks a year. So, and we just release all our music through them because that allows us to maintain ownership of our song. Like, for example, the song we got in 2K, I can go tell 2K right now, take the song off and they can't do nothing about it because I own 100% of that song. And I gave them permission to, you know, do what they are doing currently with the song. Um, And, I mean that's really the essence of it is you got to own I think it's, it's it's extremely important to have maintain that ownership because if not somebody can really damage your brand and it's happened many times like they can really really damage you cuz if you're totally against Trump and then you see your music in a Trump ad and your whole fan base is against Trump and they hear your music in a Trump ad they ain't going to like you no more and and that's really what master ownership is about is really owning Every, everything in, in regards to your music, in regards to your career, because they can really, a lot of people don't know that if they own even 1%, they could really do do some damage. Um, and that's why if you sign your masters away, even 10%, which a lot of these artists that have a ton of leverage, like Lil Nas X, again, had a ton of leverage because he didn't really need a label to get his music popular because he had a million followers on Twitter. It was like, all I, I got to do is drop this song on Twitter. A million people going to see it. Um, So with that, with that being said, it's just you, for, to own that 10%, I mean, to own that, you know, whatever percentage of your masters, um, telling a hundred percent is really important to me and important just in, in, in regards to, we don't want to be taken advantage of. That's the last thing as a manager, that's the last thing you want an artist that you work with to, to go through is being taken advantage of because that's your fault. Um, and that's the, that's the one thing that, you know, I I ain't going for, (laughs) I just, I read, I ha- we have a lawyer, I make sure every single check, every single fine print, I will take, a, if I got to, I'll take a magnifying glass to the paper. I don't care. Cause it's just, I, I refuse to be in a situation where like we see it all the time, artists just lose passion cause somebody's taking advantage of them. And that, that's, a, that's a terrible, terrible nightmare to live.
1: All and- major facts. I wanted to get that out there for anybody that ends up listening to this. That's a musical mm-hmm. artist anybody wants the musical knowledge of what it means because we, we hear it all the time. And it's, in a sense, it's kind of became the trendy thing, ownership, ownership, but a lot of people don't actually know what it means to own your content, to own your masters, to own a pocket. Like a lot of people don't understand what it actually means. But we're gonna get you out of here um, with this next segment, with the quickness, some rapid fire questions, your opinions. If it turns into a hot take, so what? It's your opinion, how you feel. Rick, no, we I'm already know. You, you, <laughs> we already know. You already said you like you don't. You, you don't care what people think anyway, so this should be good. We're going to start off with something simple. Um, what's your go-to meal? Go-to meal? Go-to meal.
0: <sighs> Damn, that's a good one. All right, so my go-to meal lately has... Um, I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm a big Andy's mac and cheese guy. I will chef up that quick. It's quick, man. I'm I'm all about the quick meals, man. Andy's mac and cheese, is my go-to right now. All
1: right, so this is
0: oh with the avocado uh, on the top. I throw the avocado on the top it's okay. for a bit of
1: health, health, healthy eating, right, <laughs> there. Greg, do you want to ask the question? I, I, you already know this is this is a must I, for all of our guests. I've been
2: I've been asking everybody who come on the podcast. Um, What's their favorite chicken sandwich right now out there between and, and really is between the Popeye's chicken sandwich and the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. So which one, man, which one are you going with? Have you had both?
0: I've had both. Yeah, for sure. I got to rock with Popeye's. That Popeye's chicken sandwich is smacks. I ain't gonna lie. Like, especially if you get that spice, bro, it's, it's really that that cayenne pepper that Chick-fil-A need to get on that. That cayenne pepper is crazy. <laughs> like that <laughs> oh that, that crazy and I, I don't even eat pickles but I'll eat the pickle on my Popeye sandwich because it's that good
2: yo I said the same thing I, I thought I was bugging I, I don't even like pickles no. but I'll eat that on that chicken no, sandwich bro. it that's it goes fine. crazy Popeye yo, I, fried
0: I, chicken on a sandwich like how how can that not how be how could right? you not
2: like it how could you not <laughs> how could you not like like what no, nice. yo I, I think Chick-fil-A got them beat with the Chick-fil-A's got like the great with the, the Chick-fil-A sauce I think is is it's a drug. Yeah. I think it's a drug. Like <laughs> it honestly. that just wasn't alive, but the <laughs> but the Popeyes chicken sandwich, it's different. Hey, so, yes.
1: Popeye's Chick fil A, whichever one of y'all want to sponsor, y'all hop on and rock with bench Mob. Right. But right. hey, we giving you Popeyes, we giving you a lot of love, bro. That's a lot of free promo. That not that you know, not that they need it, but you feel <laughs> me? Come come rock with us. Come rock with the bench mob. Um R and B or hip hop.
0: I'm R and B guy. I love RB.
1: Hey, yes, sir. Give me your, um, what's in your musical rotation right now? What are you listening to, Heavy?
0: I'm listening to, uh, Chris just dropped from the heart to 714. i bumped that every day. Um, I'm bumping a lot of, uh, I got into this artist the other day, BK the Ruler. She is, she's like this, she's like a, a grunge type. She's a girl. She nice. Like she just be smooth. She's smooth. I just think I like smooth artists like that. Um, yeah i bump a lot of cash page i like summer walker let's hold up let's see what else is my rotation right now i mean i'm about to show you my spotify real quick uh let's see my rotation my rotation ah drake every day that's that dude's the, he's the one uh he, he ain't one. oh and a lot of young Thug. i'm a huge young thug guy but in terms of but lately man i've really been on chris's project from the heart too and uh I ain't going to lie, man. I bump a lot of old R&B. Like, I'm a Tevin Campbell, like, Boys to Men, uh, Usher. Can we,
1: should...
0: we talk? Yo, can we talk? That's the first thing on my Spotify right now. That's my first song that came up. Can we talk about Tevin Campbell? I'm a big R&B person, so that's every day. I probably start my own day with a couple hours of R&B. That's just how I, how I like to do it. So,
1: you mentioned Thugger. Do you agree with Thugger's comments regarding – Jay Z doesn't have thirty to forty hits that the whole arena will know word for word.
0: Doug, like I love Doug, love him. He's wrong. He's very wrong. (laughs) Jay Z is a legend. Like there's because I was after that comment, I actually went through Jay Z's discography because I was getting an argument. Like people had somebody say like he right. Went through Jay Z got like fifty records that I. Like, that, you don't even know that you know. Like, you'll hear it, and you'll be like, I didn't even know that he made this song. And then you'll hear Jay-Z on the end of the song, and you'll be like, that is Jay-Z's song. Like, Jay-Z got records like Big Pimpin', uh, Izzo, h Izzo, v Tip. like, come, Doug don't got those. Respectfully, he does not have those in his catalog. Jay-Z has, Jay-Z got a ton. Like, the, the man played, I think he played, uh, what was it? The song with Kanye, Niggas in Paris. He played that for, I think it was, he set a record 29 straight times in a concert. There's not an artist on the planet that can play one of their songs 29 straight times and have people jump in the air 29 straight times. That's a full concert. <laughs> like that's a Usually if somebody plays 29 songs, the concert's over. He played he played that song 29 times and people were still vibing. Jay-Z got, he got unlimited records. He's Jay-Z.
1: Mount Rushmore, musical artist.
0: Mount Rushmore, a musical artist. Um, let's see. I got Drake because I, I love Drake. I'm a huge Drake guy. Um, Biggie. Um, let's see. Michael Jackson. Um, Drake, Biggie, Michael Jackson. Whew, this one. I got to throw Alicia Keys in there. I love Alicia Keys. Um, and then Drake Biggie, Michael Jackson, Alicia Keys, and I'll go with this, this fifth spot is tough. I don't know what to put in this fifth spot. Um, honestly, it's funny that I was just talking smack about the dude. No, no, no. Actually no. I'm going Jay-Z for sure. For sure. Drake Drake Biggie, Jay-Z, Alicia Keys, and, uh, what are they? Drake, Biggie, Jay Z, Alicia Keys.
1: Did I say four? Yeah. No, you said but that's cool. Mount Rushmore. Drake, Biggie, Jay Z, oh, oh Yeah, it's his yeah, four, true. It'd, it'd solid. Who's winning the NBA championship this year? We said Lakers. Listen. Lakers, right? All
0: right. And they're three. <laughs> they're three peating. I don't think.
1: Okay. I don't
0: think Bron's losing until he wants to lose. I genuinely believe that. I've never. The man's thirty. What? He's thirty he, six.
2: Thirty six.
0: thirty eight. Yeah, he went He winning two more for sure. He's going out like, like, six, and then he's going to leave.
2: Who's going to be better?
0: By the time Bron's 38, I think somebody they, – they won't necessarily be better, but I think a GM will outsmart him like Joe Lacobbe outsmarted whoever Braun's terrible GM was before. Um, I, No, no, David Griffin wasn't bad, but his team was bad.
2: Yeah. Well, who's the GOAT? Who's the GOAT? That's the real question.
0: Oh, Braun. I think Braun is the best basketball player to ever touch basketball. I think Jordan ha- is the most accomplished NBA player. It's great. I think LeBron is much better than him. I think if they were ever on a court together, we would see it and it wouldn't even be like, like I, I think jo- the one thing that would get Jordan through that game, Like, and, I, and I'm coming like this the one thing that's getting through his game is heart. But Braun's going to probably end with 40, 10 and 10, and a win. Oh. And, and all that clutch oh. talk that people talk about is going to go into, out the window because Braun's going to be up 20.
1: So, question: You have this perspective, whether he gets six rings or not.
0: Yes, I think he's the. I think just about basketball. I've watched a ton of Michael Jordan. I was not necessarily there for it. I watched a ton. I'm a dude that I got league pass. Like I said, I watch NBA classics on a daily. I will watch a random game in the regular season of the Bulls in 1993 just to see how or 1992 just see how Jordan was playing. I will do that, but LeBron James affects the game in more ways than I've ever seen somebody affect a basketball game. It's it's not only the fear that you have, the fact that he's going to score 30, it's the fact that he can his teammate is also going to score 30 because he's going to put him in the position to score 30. It's the fact that, oh, I'm looking at right now, right? So you've got – his team is stacked right now. which is, That's why I don't think they lose and they stack. But even back on the Cavs, you had – braun kyrie and k love if k love which he was throughout the finals was cold every night braun made sure not only the fact that him and kyrie were scoring 40 but jr was getting buckets because braun was making sure i'm gonna get you open like i love mike but he wasn't making sure scotty was getting open scotty was making sure he was like they literally they had to tell michael jordan hey yo john Paxson's open for three he can shoot dude you had to tell him, Phil Jackson had to tell him, Yo, pass the ball. He' going to win you the game. And he did it and it worked. Broke Coleman, bro. Him, bro like if office. nobody told Jordan that, you know what would have happened? He would have <laughs> shot a double team fadeaway and bricked it for the win. That's exactly what would have went down. And if he made it, it would have been one of Jordan's greatest highlights. Eyes, ah, cool. But nah, bro, I'm rocking with the guy that's going to get me, me and all my teammates 40. I like everybody eats.
1: Point guard. You view I, your business as a point guard. Yeah. Star bench cut. Kyrie, Steph Curry, Dame Lillard.
0: Why oh, are they doing this to me? Oh my God. All this right. Is not, all it's right. not easy, bro. This it's is not, not easy. But I'm all right. And let make yeah, Dame's gonna have to get cut. I'm starting Steph. I'm benching Kai and Dame's gonna have to get cut. I love right. Damian Lillard. I love him. I think he's great. When everyone was saying last year he's the best point guard in the league, i I disagreed vehemently. The whole time. Because, because people were really forgetting what Steph did. Like, did I saw a stat the other day? I saw, you know, Dame beat Steph for the first time. The other last time they played, <laughs> Steph was ten and zero against him before that. Ten and 0, huh? and and not including playoffs, which he swept him twice and then beat him four two the other time, without KD. <laughs> like, Steph. It's the things that Steph does on a basketball court, man. Like I, like I said, I used to. I'm I'm one of the dudes that will definitely hate on Steph when he's playing like bad. I will tell you he's playing bad, but it, there's nothing like him, man. There's nothing like him. We've never seen it like 62, and then you gonna follow it up with 34 and three quarters. Stop playing with that man, man. Stop playing with him. He's he's the one. He really is. Like, I don't care if he plays no defense. I don't care. He best, he's a great off-ball defender, which people underrate heavily in his game. He will make sure his matchup doesn't touch the ball in, in a position that they'd like to. But they'll score because he's not the best on-ball defender. But, um, And that's why you have to get him on a pick and roll because you're not about to expose him off the ball. It's not happening. But he's, but Two yeah. more.
1: Yeah. Two more before we get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Star bench cut. Defensive players. Ron Artest, Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green.
0: That's hard. It that is hard. Um, I'm gonna go with oh, sucks. I'm gonna have to cut. Um, I'm gonna have to cut Ron Artest. I think that, especially in today's NBA, I think one. Guarding one to five is probably like, it's the hardest thing to do one. And I think it's, it gives you the most value as a defender. Draymond can lock up a point guard the, the same way he could lock up a big man. Same with Dennis Rodman. Um, I, I think that's, that's defense. I, I think Ron Artest is obviously one of the greatest defenders of all time, no doubt. Um, but I think that, like back in, in Ron Artest's day, there was two – the dudes were too big. Like the big man that if he wanted to go down the post with a big man, he's not banging with a Shaq. He's not banging with a Dwight. But um, he had the grit and the, and the heart to, you know, stop some of our favorite players. And I think that's amazing. But I think guarding one through five is is the most important skill on defense. I think it's, if you can do that, um, you're unbelievable. And I think that's the reason – like that's the reason I personally think that AD continues to get snubbed. As defensive player of the year. I think I've thought AD was the defensive player of the year for honestly the past three years because no one guards one to five like him. Um besides now, who I'll give him credit, Ben Simmons will guard one to five. I love it. I love that about Ben Simmons. I think I wish he could play offense, but the man is a, he's a defensive, you know. I mean he's a defensive beast. But yeah, I wish Ben Simmons would shoot the ball. He just doesn't shoot
1: the ball. <laughs> oh, man. Stupid last thing we get you out of here with we always end off the show by asking people five people dead or alive that they like to have a meal with but you are a manager you're in music Mm -hmm. you're in business five people dead or alive that you would want to pick their brain specifically dealing with music and business so it could be musical artists it could be business people five people that are alive you want to have a conversation with talking music and business
0: um, Jay-Z, first person on my list. Um, second person on my list is honestly Kobe. Um, I think he's one of the best business minds ever. The transition from basketball to his after basketball career was the most seamless transition we've ever seen in a legend. Um, he could have been a sportscaster. He could have been whatever. He would, and he won an Emmy. Like what basketball player won an Emmy? It's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it's Jay-Z, Kobe. Um, I wish I could pick the brain of let's see. Honestly, I I would like to pick the brain of uh of Justin Bieber's manager Scooter Braun. I think he's a genius um in his own right. Uh, and then see my last two. Probably gonna go with LeBron, man. I I think again another crazy business mind. Um, I think that when he turns 40 and retires, he's like going to be the most set up person we've seen, even more set up than Kobe was to come out of out of basketball.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, really people really haven't seen the best of Brian yet. He got we lot. don't know. He got he got a lot of stuff in the works. Like, Once he decided to
2: retire, is
0: that man still, still plays Pizza? Like what? Like why do you own this how? Like
2: he'll still be entertaining people even after he's done playing
0: basketball. Yeah, right. And that's, yeah, exactly. So them four um, and I'm going to have to go just in terms of picking his brain. I would love to pick the brain of Barack Obama um, just because not even on a business tip. I just, I really would just love to get the full picture and the full image of what it took to get to the highest of heights as a black man. Um, I think that value, I, I really feel like that that's something that you can't put a price tag on is just really sitting down with somebody that really went through it like that um, and got death threats to their crib, all that, and really stuck, stuck it to the people. And, and was really just like stayed, he stayed about his mission the whole time. And to this day, he's about his mission. He's about the people. Um, and I, I think, I, yeah, and those those are the five people that I would just I would love to sit down and, and talk to because I, I think that they've done it all in all their realms um, of life, and yeah, man, I, we done lost my boy, we done lost our boy Cole too soon, but hey, man, I mean, you know, was, rest in peace to the goat. who is the second best player of all time, by the way? Jordan's at number three for me. It's okay. He might be at number hey. four depending on how I'm feeling about Magic Johnson that day. But
2: Deion went through that heart attack. <laughs> Yo, Dion was here, you would have a heart attack, Tom. Mm-hmm, that, well, I, I, man, I, I never
1: seen <laughs> I'm purposely going to post that there. Purposely.
2: I, yo, I, yeah, yes, I, I love... ain't never seen someone slander my, Magic Johnson more than Dion Mingo, bro.
0: Bro, first off, slandering Magic is ridiculous. Magic Johnson came in his rookie year and played the five and won an MVP. Finals MVP at the five. Right. His rookie year. After winning a national championship and beating Larry Bird. It, it, like, come on now. People don't do that. We haven't seen that. To this, like, love Mike Jordan. He ain't do that. He averaged his 30th freshman in his rookie year, which is ridiculous. I'll give him that. 28-year rookie year is – I'll give you that. That's crazy. It's wild. Amen. I, I Like I said, I'm all about the people that impact the game in the, in the most ways. Magic impacted the game in so many different ways. It's just like – and he's – He's the influence of my favorite player of all time. I think person I think is the best player of all time is LeBron. I that I see a lot of magic in Braun. I see it like I it, it's ridiculous to me that Bron can have 10 points and his team will be up 30. I, I think that's stupid. I have never seen that in my life.
2: He had 18, uh, 7, and 7 last night, and they they they, do, they dogged the Rockets. That that game was close for for literally five minutes of it. They dogged I, I
0: think, them. I think you reach another level when like, and people get mad at Braun. I'm one of the people that gets mad at Braun for this. He chooses when to go off. Mm-hmm. But I think him and – honestly, I think him and Michael Jordan are the only two people in NBA history that had that button, that had the, like, all right, tired of y'all. y'all getting? I'm getting really mad at y'all right now. I'm just going to go score 30 and get y'all out of here. Um, <laughs> I, I think that – that right there is why I value Michael Jordan's game for real is that that on-and-off switch that he had was ridiculous. Like, he would literally come in the game chilling – just to feel his teammates, feel the other team out, see if Gary Payton going to score a lot this game. And then he was like, yo, Scotty, you bored? All right, I'm bored too. Let's just – I'm going to just go score 30 and we're going to leave. All right, you're going to lock down the best player, I'm going to score 30 and I'm going to also lock down another player. And, like, you know, that's how we're going to win this game. I think I think that's that's one of probably the rarest thing in league history. I think – actually three people had it. Shaq had it too because he was so big. So mm-hmm. Shaq was also just lazy. So, just, like, respectfully. cold. Cool. <laughs> Love Shaq, oh, He's He's he knows it
1: Well man If you don't learn that from this episode You just this not episode, listening
2: this episode, this episode shouldn't be free
1: At some point, be on the lookout We have a Patreon But when you know the vibes This will be on all streaming platforms Check it out, link, subscribe Post it, share it All of those good things You already know If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready Bench mob, we out. Peace. Peace. Peace,